You're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike Podcast, aka Murph here, and this is the podcast where we talk about cycling just for the fun of it, with tales from all across the nation, come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. So a few weeks ago, I caught up with Kenneth Rosales to talk about the ins and outs of being on a Ragbri team. He is part of the Tall Dog Bike team that has been on the Ragbri route since 1976. This would have been their 45th year on the big ride. So here we go, my interview with Kenneth. ago, I caught up with Kenneth Rosales to talk about the ins and outs of being on a Ragbri team. He is part of the Tall Dog Bike team that has been on the Ragbri route since 1976. This would have been their 45th year on the big ride. So here we go, my interview with Kenneth. Well, hey, Just Go Bike podcast fans. AKA Murph here for another edition of, of the Just Go Bike podcast. Today I am talking with Kenneth Rosales. Hey, Kenneth. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Doing the best we can nowadays. No, I'm actually doing great here. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It's such a weird time. It, it, that is a kind of a hard question to ask because, you know, here we are recording this in the middle of May. And, you know, typically now's a time when you are worrying about weather rather than worrying about social distancing. I mean, it's such a weird, I don't know, it's just so new for everyone. Well, um, I'm, I'm a little different from other cyclists. Uh, I bike all year round. So the weather, I have no choice. I have to live with it. Yeah. I will bike in the winter, even in sub-zero weather, if I have to. I got rid of my car. Oh, so, wow. So you don't have a choice. Yeah. And oh. I live downtown and I work downtown. It's not bad, but, you know, when I have to go to the mall or something, well, it gets interesting, but I have four different types of bikes to me through. Oh, cool. Cool. I want to, I do want to get, talk about that. Um, as far as, you know, where you live and what cycling is like that, uh, in that town. And of course I love to talk about what kind of bikes you have. So I want to get to that later. But so the reason that I had Kenneth on this podcast is to talk about, um, specifically a Ragbri bicycle team. And he is part of tall dog bike club. And I'm sure there's people out there that have heard of that team because it's been around for many, many years. And I always notice them because of your um, recognizable jerseys. They're oh, yes. nice, bright color. And I don't know if it's the same jersey every year, but it's somehow it's similar enough that I recognize it and know. Yeah, it's generally the same basic uh, pattern. Um, there are some alterations. Um we have a new one coming this year, but it, um, we've been around, first of all, for 45 years. Woo, wow. Yeah. And uh, there was going to be um, something on the primal apparel that would have stated the 45th year had Rag Rag gone through on there. But yeah. uh, um, basically what you see on the trails, I mean, you can't miss us. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah, we, we are very distinguishable and basically they're, they follow the same pattern. Yeah. Well, and okay, so let's just think about this. You said the team's been around for 45 years and this would have been Ragbri 48. So you guys, I mean, probably not you specifically, but your team has been part of Ragbri almost since the beginning. 
Yeah, we started around 1976. That is amazing. Well, let's like get into a little bit about uh, the Tall Dog Bike Club and maybe give us a highlight of how and when and how the club started. Well, um, how I learned um, the history of the club, uh, one of our original, it started up by four members, uh, two of the members, the founding members of the team uh, was Dwayne Barton. He goes by Bart and the other co-starter is um, Mike Leo. They were both teachers at Carlisle High School. Oh, okay. On our team, we have nicknames. <laughs> so it's easier to remember nicknames than names on our <laughs> team. So Dwayne Barton became Bart and Mike Leo became Art. Like Arthur Fonzarelli, that's because he kept lying about who he really was when he started Ragbri. (laughs) And there was another person on the team, um, Lee Hackbarth. Uh, We just call him Lee Dog. Uh, He heard about Ragbri from these two, and they were looking for a couple of other people to go on the team. He joined in on them. I mean, not even having... Like nowadays, you have to practice for Ragbri. I don't think he had much practice when he, he just wanted to go. Wow. He was a young kid back in the day. I mean. So we're talking, uh, this is like the 70s that they are meeting up and deciding they're going to do this bike ride. Yes. And there was no such thing as chamois cream right. or the or uh, carbon fiber bikes or helmets. <laughs> right. They're probably or, wearing, uh, wearing a responsibility jorts and uh, either a tank top or no shirt. So yeah. <laughs> are any of those original guys still part of the team? Well, the uh, the people, I mean, Art and Bart passed away five to four years ago. Okay. I I never got to meet them. I joined the team uh, four years ago. So it started like that. It's, it was a four-member group that decided to go, and then it kind of grew after 45 years. Now we have... Our president says we have over 200 uh, known members right now. Wow. And like, do all of those people choose to go on RAGBRAI? No. And um, I didn't know this about RAGBRAI. Uh, and it, t- it kind of makes sense. Uh, they limit the large teams to a, at the maximum 120 people. Oh, okay. Now, how many people at the end of the day of each day? Or at the campsite, I can't promise you that because right. we have people who don't ride. Right. They're kind of they're kind of like our uh, our, our people who take care of the campground and all that, or the or the uh, the seniors on the team who who've done their they've done their share of rag riding, but they're there for partying. So sure. But if you think about it, I mean, over two hundred people, just the logistics alone would be a nightmare. You know, for whoever whoever is part of your crew that decides where you're going to camp like how do you i can't even imagine fitting that many people into a camp spot yeah well that's the one thing about being on uh being a team for 45 years uh we've kept uh logistics of where we've all stayed every rag ride and also we we don't just have a president or presidents on the team um i'm actually part of the advisory committee for the tall dog bike club so it, it gives him a little, him and her a little more room to uh, to do more things on there. And we help them out, especially when we make decisions for the club. Uh, like we have one person in charge of, um, once Ragbrise announced where where we have been in the past in those towns overnight, 
So that, that gives us a, a heads up and then, uh, I mean, an edge against some of the other teams. Yeah. But with also having over 100 people on Ragbri, we just, um, when we get to the part where we talk about how we do Ragbri, yeah. we, we need certain facilities for a team our size. So Oh, for sure. Yeah. So yeah. when you have that big of a team, um, is there any sort of process to become a member or can just anybody become a member? So we're the tall dog by club. When someone joins the team, it we're, anyone who joins the team, they have to be sponsored by someone who's a member of the team. Oh, sure. And, okay. And we call them pups, <laughs> uh, obviously on there. And uh, we have to make sure that uh, that they can get along with everybody on the team. Every team's going to be different, mm-hmm. big or small. And uh, like even in our team, we everyone's different too. I mean, you can't, we're, we're all not clones of, of anything mm-hmm. as long as you have a love for cycling uh you love you can deal with camping because <laughs> that's because <laughs> ragbri is also camping and hopefully you're a social person you don't have to be we have some quiet people on the team but the one thing i think this is the most important thing uh for us and it's kind of a small thing but when we're on we're on ragbri if you can't bike up a hill you are to take your jersey off because you don't want to be uh seen wearing a tall dog jersey you can't bike up a hill oh very cool (laughs) i think that's one rule we have that has to be followed on the team oh yeah that's so i uh have been part of the same bicycle team for ragbri since way back in the 90s and you know there's no i mean there's a few rules like something like you just mentioned but for us and it's changed as we've gotten older but back in the day there was a song called tub thumping by chumbawamba it's like the i get knocked down so when that song would come on wherever we were the entire team would gather together and literally jump up and down the whole song and so when we're all in our 20s that was pretty fun and yay we're you know we're having so much fun well then now that we're all in our late 40s or older it's more of like, yay, there's our song that we used to dance to instead of <laughs> we just can't handle doing it anymore. So <laughs> it's, it's that's a, a long three minutes if you think about it. But so do you guys have any rules, you know, to be part of the team? You have to do this like what you mentioned. Besides from that, we want to make sure that with such a large team, we do have dues and it, it's really small. It's like only twenty five dollars mm. uh, for the whole year. And that takes care of like uh, all things we can do for the team. And uh, we'll do some fundraisers along the way, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, we just ask that we are in the 21st century. Social media is widespread, whether we love it or not. <laughs> and and I will say that uh, what, it, what the party atmosphere, what it used to be like in the early days of Ragbri, I don't think you'd get away with it right now. And (laughs) so with the times, I mean, I mean, we have to, we have to make sure that we're respectful. We also, one thing I always liked about our team, a lot of other teams know us. And like when we're biking, I always hear someone go, dogs or something like that. So they know us. And that's the thing. I mean, we're respected in the biking community, which is cool. And we have to keep that respect by showing a, a positive focus when when we're out on our biking. I mean, it's not always perfect, but uh, yeah. 
Well, we try to be. So. Yeah. Um, well, tell us a little bit about the team. Like, you know, you're saying there's hundreds of members and of course there's a wide variety, but is there like an average age or are people from Iowa or across the United States or just give us some highlights? Okay. Well, we all are in our 20s. <laughs> no, not really. But, <laughs> so, but. I am going to be honest. I am 48. Okay. And I'm in the middle. I can't really say that because when we go on RAGBRAI, I would say like sometimes we have like 30 new members who go with us. Oh, wow. So it's kind of hard when you look at our, our group, it's kind of hard to tell the demographics of our team by those who go on RAGBRAI. But I would say the people I know the most are uh, more mature than I am. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Not putting me in age range on there. <laughs> so the, the team started in Carlisle, uh, but the majority of the members, as the team got bigger, they all started from whom they knew living in Ames and, and going to Iowa or going to Iowa State. Oh, okay. Uh, from there. And they graduate, they move away, they grew. Des Moines, Ankeny, and Ames, that's kind of like our territory here in Iowa for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have other areas in Iowa too, but those that's where a lot of our, our Iowa affiliates are at. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of our team members are also in Kansas City, Oh, okay. especially in the Kansas side of Kansas City. We also have a large group that's in the Omaha, Lincoln area. We also have members in Michigan. Hmm. I think they're called the Moon Dogs. It could have been another group. I think that's a nickname they just gave them. But and then I know we have members in Virginia, but we have them from all over the country. I mean, we have California and and Colorado, Florida, and we have some members that live in Finland. They're they're native Finlanders. Wow. Yeah, we we get them from all over the place here, mm-hmm. and uh, we're trying to. We have a few members now in Wisconsin and Minnesota. And we're trying to break more into Minnesota. Mm-hmm. possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a big biking community up there. So mm-hmm. yeah, I heard, I've heard the trail system is amazing in the, like the Twin City area. Yeah. They even have a bike highway there in the middle what? near downtown. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so. Well, uh, let's get into specifically with RAGBRAI and when Tall Dog Bike Club is part of RAGBRAI. Tell us what your team like what kind of ragbri that, that your team experiences as far as, you know, I assume maybe you have a team bus. You already mentioned that you camp, but give us some highlights of what that feels like. Like I said, we get about 120 people. And what we do is we don't have our own bus. We basically, we, we there's an amount we pay to go on ragbri. It's almost similar to what the registration is to register for ragbri mm-hmm. as well. Like I, I pay for the my round trip bus that takes us to the start point and picks us up from the end point of Ragbri. So we have two charter buses that we take to go there. And then we have the rider truck that carries a lot of our camping gear. Mm-hmm. And we have these containers that we got from Menards. Oh, like a plastic tub? Like yeah, a plastic it's a plastic tub. It's a plastic tub with two wheels on one end and a handle that pops out at the other end. And it makes it easy to put all your stuff, all your camping gear in there mm-hmm. and then roll it up into the rider truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have a rider truck on there. But the big thing about our team, we have something called the gallows. It started once the team got just a little too big and we knew that sometimes we just can't 
go to a fire hydrant or a, <laughs> or a, a car wash station. So the gals started off as a, uh, a trailer with a bike rack on it. <laughs> and it kind of grew from there. What it is now today, it looks like a gigantic trailer mm-hmm. that opens up. With a team our size, we have to find a location that provides warm water um, and camping for about 100 people. Mm-hmm. So on one side of the trailer, we it opens up to four all-you-can-use showers in there. Oh. Yeah, and they have privacy in there, so you don't have to worry about being seen, and you can change in there. It's unlimited use. <laughs> so, so if you feel like you need another bath, I mean, right. rather than paying another $10 to go in line for an hour. So that's right. one thing nice. Well, the and, front of the tr- and we all know in late July that sometimes it's 90 degrees still at 10 o'clock at night. So you might need an extra shower. Yeah, exactly. The front of the uh, trailer has two sinks to, you know, brush your teeth. And mm-hmm. and uh, the inside, um, we have our supplies. And uh, sometimes like when we're leaving, we could store other things in there, too. The public side of the whole thing is the other side of the trailer. It opens up into a tented picnic area. We can place like four picnic tables in there. Wow. We have a charging station so we could charge all of our equipment, uh, electrical devices. We hook up a flat screen TV. We have so many members. What we did start doing last year or two is we start posting pictures of our members and their names or nicknames so that if you're new on the team or if you just forgot people's names, <laughs> you can see you can their name. Look at the wall to figure out who somebody yeah, but, is. <laughs> yeah. And then when we usually get back from a ride from the end of the day, we always have like a keg or cans of free beer waiting for us. I mean, there's also soft drinks. We have hot coffee in the morning um, and snacks. And then we even have extent. We have extra uh, picnic tables for in case we have too many people um, sitting by. And then we usually have two or three Kaibos with the whole thing. But that's generally our camping area, along with some a couple pickup trucks maybe, and four or five members or groups of members who prefer to stay in their RVs. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, even how you described it, I mean, you still have to sleep in a tent for the most part, unless you're the lucky people with the RVs, but you guys have it nailed in. I mean, having showers on site and a place to brush your teeth, plus, you know, just the social side of things, it looks like, it sounds like you've got it set up pretty well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a little, it's usually a great end of our day when, when we see the gallows. That's what we call, that's what we call the, uh, the trailer on there. Yeah. So, because the first thing I do, I got to find like, I need a beer. Right. <laughs> and before I even pitch my tent, I just grab a towel and I go straight to the, the showers. Right. So. <laughs> right. Well, and you have everything right there. I mean, you've got your beer there, you've got your shower. And then once you cool off a little bit, then you can put your tent up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Wow, that's pretty cool. So, okay, so uh, the team's been around for 45 years or 45 rag bries, and then you said you've done four? I've done a total of six. This would have been my seventh rag bry. Okay, got The first it. two years, I was part of the Bike World Charter from uh, West Des Moines. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, your team pretty much camps together, like you just described. Do you also try to ride as a group or small groups? The only time we actually ever do that is the last two miles of the ride. For those who are still riding at the last day of Ragbri, we usually have scout the scouts that go ahead of on the last day, and they will try to pick a site for all of us to meet up at, have a drink and relax, and then we all form in a line 
and we parade in town as one united team on there. Mm. But when, but for the majority of Rag Rai, you leave whenever you want to leave. Mm-hmm. Everyone has, everyone has their pace, and some people have their groups they like to bike with. Mm-hmm. And some of them are are families, so sometimes they just like to bike all together in the family. Mm-hmm. I mean. Some of us like um, adopt ourselves into the group just to sneak in, but <laughs> but but a lot of times um, it's usually in the lunch or meetup town. We will gather somewhere near the middle, and then everyone starts converging mm-hmm. to the area once we see our our yellow, green, and fuchsia and light blue t-shirts. So right, I was going to say, <laughs> our jerseys, yeah, so. I've definitely seen groups of you gathered um, during you know throughout the years on Ragbri. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Any thinking back to your years or maybe the team's years, any funny stories that kind of come up every year that you guys talk about and laugh about? Well, I don't want to get anyone in trouble, but but I'll tell you about mine. Um, So last year we were we started off in uh, Council Bluffs and some of us decided to go drinking at all the breweries in Omaha. Oh, I okay. I should not have been biking, <laughs> but that's uh. You never say that on Rangra. Right. <laughs> you just keep going. I fell asleep biking. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and I was wearing my helmet, a brand new helmet with those gel things in the inside, those new gel things. So I have my mark from 2019 on there. But the funnier thing was where we camped in Council Bluffs. Two of us were really drunk. A friend of mine is a brewer at one of the breweries here. She passed on her tent. Apparently, when they they had the fireworks right next to our campsite. Oh, no. I mean, they launched it off right there and it woke everyone up. Everyone thought we were in a war zone. <laughs> I didn't hear a thing. You slept right through it or you were passed yeah, out? I just, I just slept right through it. Oh, my gosh. God. So, so back to your um, falling asleep on your bike, you said you have a mark on your helmet. Does that mean that you took a little tumble? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But fortunately, <laughs> I fell. I, I fell correctly. Let's put it that way. Oh, okay, like, no good. damage. No damage to the bike. Yeah. Good. So it was kind of embarrassing because I was only two blocks away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's and I'm sure a lot of people listening right now are like, yeah, I've yeah, I've been there before. Yep, yep, yep. We've all, we've all done something. That's why I don't want to discuss or get anyone in right. trouble on my team. Right. So, yeah. right. Uh, well, OK, so we already have talked about Ragbri and what your team is like on Ragbri. But do you guys gather whether it's, you know, in your uh, major cities within each state or do you do other events that you all participate in? Before I answer that, um, going back to <laughs> me falling asleep. Yeah. Uh, the reason that happened also is I bartend. And uh, the night before we leave for the Saturday of Rag Rai, I don't go to sleep. Oh, my I, gosh. I usually, I usually get off work around three or four o'clock in the morning. And I have this constant fear of missing um, the ride. So I will stay up. And then the worst thing is, not really a great thing. It's like on the charter buses, it's like any regular buses that uh, or school buses that go on Ragbri. Except you we probably have, have air conditioning. We, we have air conditioning. We have a lot of tasty beverages. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So 
that kind of led to it too. So yeah, it, it wasn't just because I was drinking at the breweries. It was also because I, I had worked the day before, but I do this every rag ride. Right. I have a fear of missing our departure time. <laughs> right. Well, and I'm guessing as a bartender, you know, at three o'clock in the morning, you're not, you're still jacked up from just working and getting things cleaned up. And then you go home and then you're probably like second guessing what you've packed or repacking or thinking well, about. Well, if anyone, extra- yeah, if anyone knows me, yeah, I, I overpack. My sister <laughs> will attest to that. And I go back through my things. I take everything in. It's like, what else can I get rid of? Or what can I add? That's the worst part. What can I add? Yeah. So that's always me on Ragbri because I bag out to Ragbri. So I leave the week before and then pedal to the start of Ragbri. And so everything I need for it ends up being about 15 days has to be on my bicycle. And so I get everything toned in and then I try and get rid of 10% of it. And then it always happens. I'm literally getting ready to walk out the door and I'm like, I should probably grab one more sweatshirt or I should probably grab this (laughs) and I need another pair of shoes. And it always happens. And then I'm still don't even use at least 15% of the stuff in my bags, but oh, well, that's a different story. Yeah. Well, here in Des Moines, um, just for you to, to know, we have a party for all the baggers that are leaving that Thursday. Oh, okay. Um, we call it the tunnel ride on the Great Western Trail. Mm-hmm. So on, on the Great Western Trail, there are like three or four tunnels where we have to go underneath to go south to coming Iowa. Mm-hmm. And uh, the party technically starts in coming. And then there's a new section of the trail where they have a new sitting area. Um, they start partying there until it starts really getting dark. And then they proceed to every tunnel and party there for about 30 minutes to an hour, maybe. And then to the next tunnel, to the next tunnel. Yeah. And we're just celebrating all those who are leaving for Ragbri bagging, that is, yeah. uh, the next day. Oh, um, that sounds fun. So wish- you might be interested in that if you want to stop in Des Moines before. Yeah. <laughs> Although that, it might be out of your way, but. <laughs> that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. It would be yeah. fun to do the tunnels. That would be very fun. So, okay, where was I? Um, oh, what other events does the team participate in? Well, the, one of the main events our team sponsors is Candango. Have you heard of that one? No, I haven't. It's a ride on the weekends um, in Kansas. And I really am not sure what the term Candango means. Obviously, Kansas or the KAN part of it on there. Uh, It's usually at the end of May. And unfortunately, we had to cancel it this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's about 85 miles each day. I mean, most people stay at the hotels, but I mean, you just can't uh, ride the whole day. Uh, Go around the near Manhattan, Kansas, I believe. But I think the route changes every year. So, But they have a fall one, too, a smaller ride on there. We participate like in a lot of the uh, uh, events in Des Moines. I'm not sure about the, like I said, Des Moines and Kansas City are two main areas. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to speak for just the, the Des Moines part. Like we do the mayor's ride or the fun haters ride, which is the same day. Mm-hmm. We, we gather together for the burr ride, uh, the bike ride to Rippy in the end of January, early February. Mm-hmm. It's only like 14 miles, but it's cold. Mm-hmm. And uh, the precursor to Ragbri is the Bakun ride in Des Moines. Mm-hmm. Have you been on that one? Yeah, I'm actually, um, or I used to be one of the organizers because um, huh? that is uh, a Ragbri and Iowa Bicycle Coalition event. So, yeah. 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 So I always see a lot of us there. And then we have two events that we do. And one had already just passed, but. Obviously, we had to cancel that, too. We have the Tall Dog Weekend, and we do one for Des Moines. And then the 
the Kansas City one was going to be in October. And what we do is uh, we ride out the whole weekend. We stay at host homes. You, usually, from what I heard, there's usually about 40 to 50 people that join up for that, too. Fun. Yeah. And then in, I believe it's September, we have the Art and Bart ride to commemorate our uh, original leaders of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, they, we bike out on the great, not the great, sorry, the High Trestle Trail starting in Ankeny. Oh, okay. And we head out to Woodward. Mm-hmm. And most people don't know this, but there's a shelter right at the High Trestle Bridge on, on the Madrid side, just before you go on the bridge. There's a plaque there named after our original leaders on the team. Oh, excellent. Ah, yeah. I'm going to have to check that out next time I'm there. Yeah. And then the town of Slater, they <laughs> call that our tall dog territory because that's where we keep the gallows. We have some of our teamers who live there too. So um, there's an event we're going to do to uh, substitute for Ragbury. Oh, cool. Okay. So um, hopefully we, it's not sound yet. Yeah. We'll yeah. I, well, and who knows? Yeah. How long we'll be in the state we're in right now, but yeah. I don't remember if you actually mentioned it, but I feel like, you know, as long as we've been talking that I'm guessing that you're from the Des Moines area. Um, mm-hmm. But do you want to briefly give us a highlight of what cycling is like in the Des Moines area? Well, first off, I'm originally from Long Island, New York. Oh, OK. Uh, and I've been biking since my dad gave me his bike since I've been 14. When I moved here to Iowa, I mean, I was given a mountain bike because I was going to Iowa State and I needed a sturdier bike. My room, my current roommate, I've known him now for five years. He invited me on a bike ride one day and I had my mountain bike. He and my other friend had road bikes. I think, you know, <laughs> what happened, <laughs> what happens here. And I, I kept up, I kept up and I, but at the end of the ride, I was spasming big time. And then I knew it was time for a road bike. Right. I started road biking and then I, that's how I started meeting new people. And the community here, I think it has grown. And as bad as the pandemic is uh, for um, the whole world, I think it's kind of a weird blessing for bicyclists because I and I've been reading it like there's been a surge in people buying buying bikes. Yeah, yeah. So we have a lot of new cyclists um, on here. But one thing I've also started doing was becoming a fat tire biker and a bagger biker. So we have a lot of bagger bikers here. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of road bikers too. And we have a lot of interconnecting trails here in Des Moines. I can literally like bike from, and I live in downtown. I live in Sherman Hill, very hilly part of it. So when it comes to rag ride, I'm already hill trained. <laughs> <laughs> I have very big cabs, so I'm not approve where I live. And, uh, yeah, our trails are very interconnected, like the Great Western Trail, the Neil Smith Trail, the Greenbelt, uh, and then there's the Chautauqua Trail. But And it's ever-expanding because now we have the Raccoon River Trail. They're building a seven-mile connector to the High Trestle Trail, mm-hmm. which will be becoming the largest trail system in the country. They're already doing a trail from southeast Des Moines to Lake uh, Red Rock and Knoxville. Oh, Okay. So and uh, so there are all these planned trails that they're already constructing on. I apparently I didn't know there was a trail going southeast that's going to make it easier for us because there's some parts we still have to take roads on. Mm-hmm. But the community has grown a lot. Tuesday is a very popular day on the, uh, especially on the Great Western Trail. We call it Taco Tuesday. Go down to coming and they used to have taco apocalypse there, but now they have a taco truck there. Mm-hmm. So, and sometimes in this little small town of coming, we could get 
there are times I've seen like four four hundred people. Wow, on just a, there on a Tuesday. Spot. On a Tuesday, <laughs> yeah. Well, I can. I t- prefer to go on Wednesday when it's steak night there. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, and I love Bob at the Coming Tap. He's a great guy. He's I've been friends with him for a long time. So I need to give a shout out to the guys at the Coming Tap. Yeah, I know. Hurry up and open. (laughs) Yes, I know. I'm sure they're thinking the same. Well, you as a bartender, I'm sure you're thinking the same thing as well. Like, come on. Yeah, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He wouldn't even sell beer to go. That was funny thing. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, I think he's just out golfing. So yeah. (laughs) Uh, But oh, but the other thing also about biking in the mine, we there are several spots where we all gather. Obviously, we can't gather too closely. Mm -hmm. Like some of the bridges and some of the trails there are places where we all congregate and hang out areas of des moines gray's lake just got a brand new uh rainbow bridge Mm. and a lot of people have been uh, meeting there to you know for a rest area before they bike out either to like west des moines or or um carlisle or ankeny um that's the one thing like all the suburbs you could probably meet those people on our trail system uh, when you're living downtown. And another thing is our brewery, our number of breweries is increasing here. Oh, and on the trail, like you, oh, yeah, you have breweries yeah. on your trails. It's just great. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the small towns, they got, they understand that they'll make more money if it's on a bike trip. Yeah. So ironically, I just got, when the shutdown started happening, I was in Dallas. <laughs> oh. And, and downtown Des Moines has more breweries than the city of Dallas. Oh, <laughs> Which I found strange, but um, so it shows how our culture is a little different here. And the bike lines are starting to be everywhere. And I think it's this city is a lot more biker friendly than most cities, especially like Dallas. Dallas is not a biker friendly city. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's one thing I appreciate about our city here. Yeah, Um, I get to Des Moines. Well, I I mean, not during this pandemic, but back in the day, um, I would get to Des Moines, I don't know, maybe once or twice a month um, just to hang out with friends or the Reg Bride crew. And the biking is so easy because for me, you know, I'm not familiar with all the different suburbs and such, but the signage is so great. I mean, you can be downtown and know Confluence Brewery is this way or the library is this way or like it was very easy to get around. Um, as far as avoiding traffic and just knowing which way to go. Yeah. And one thing we also have here, I mean, because of social media, there are a lot of biking group group pages on there. Oh, okay. The big one, like the one I'm on is called Who's Riding? It's supposed to be just for Des Moines, but it could be for anyone in the state. Mm-hmm. And there's no G in riding on there. So <laughs> in case you look it up, I think it has over 3000 members. Mm-hmm. And so we get to know where everyone's, bi- ask where everyone's biking if there's any specials going on at any of the bars nice. and then there's, and then of course oh, the, the dark thing here, we have to, we also have another group page about bikes that are stolen. Yeah. So, and it's kind of nice because we've actually recovered many people's bikes mm-hmm. by posting it on there. Mm-hmm. And we all work as a, try to work as a community just to look out for people to see if they see their bikes. Cause we have some people who are just not uh, keen and, Especially when they're riding a three thousand dollar bike and they're not wearing a helmet and just wearing jeans, it's like <laughs> right. Yeah. It doesn't seem it doesn't look right. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look right. But so. that is the nice part about you know Des Moines a big uh, metroplex, lots and lots of people. But the biking community is. I would consider it to be pretty tight, meaning like what you said, you know, if if a bike's been stolen, you post a photo and everyone's going to try and look out and find that bike or 
find something fishy going on in the neighborhood. One thing cool about our trails, I can easily bike to Ames from downtown Des Moines. Oh, wow. It's a three, it's a three and a half hour bike ride and it's all on trails too. And there's only one part. There's the last 10 miles between Slater and Ames. It's a trail, but it's right on the main road. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, it's still, it's there for us. So yeah, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. And there are bars along the way too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, when you're not out biking, um, where can you be found? Like, are you into other outdoor sports or working or advocating or anything like that? Well, if I'm not bartending, uh, one thing I started doing in January is I've been going back to the gym and mm. I'm actually, I'm actually happy that the governor has already has decided to open the gyms to 50% capacity, which is great because I only work out at night at really late at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes when I get off work from bartending, I go straight to the gym. I'm usually at the gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm an avid photographer and I guess, especially on who's riding. And there's another site I'm, th- I'm sure you heard of it is the social distancing bike club mm-hmm. that's on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, people have been uh, liking, I've, I've gotten better at my photography. And if you're ever on those two sites or uh, who knows what will happen in the future, uh, you'll see a lot of my pictures there. So. Oh, excellent. I'm going to have to check that out. And then if I'm not on the TV watching sci-fi, uh, you'll probably find me at a brewery or a sushi bar. Yeah, both <laughs> sound awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it and all of that stuff's back open again. Yeah. And safe. Exactly. I guess just to qualify that and say and safe. So. And safe, yeah. yeah. Well, well I, I biked up to Ames. So it felt weird this past Sunday and it felt weird sitting at a restaurant. <laughs> oh, you were able Ames. to? Oh, yes. Oh. You were able to there. And then. Some of the bars were able to open because they serve food. Mm. Um, so, it, and, but it was funny because it felt like nothing had changed. Oh, wow. <laughs> How weird is that? Yeah. So normalcy is, it's slowly coming here, but right. we'll, we'll, we'll take it little by little. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, going back to Tall Dog Bike Club, you know, when you think about a bike club, it's a little bit different than solo riding because typically, you know, like you mentioned, there are times when your whole team bikes together and then there's the social side of things. And then there's just, you know, being able to communicate with people. Any advice you would give to somebody who's never biked on a team? Yeah, uh, I would say be social. It's like being in a fraternity or sorority. Yeah. Uh, when you're with that number of people, I mean, you're, you're paying to be a part of this group, especially on Ragri. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to make friends. Like being quiet doesn't always help, although it does help one person on our team. <laughs> <laughs> we, we kind of, we, his nickname is Silent Bob. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> okay, but, but uh, no, I mean, we're always going to help each other out, especially mm-hmm. if someone gets a flat or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would just say, just let loose. Just make sure that when you wear that jersey, you're wearing it with pride. And don't, you could be a fool, but don't, I was going to say jack, yeah. jackass. On there. <laughs> so, but don't be a jackass or or, or don't be mean. Right. Or something like that. Because, right. I mean, you're representing, when you put that jersey on, you're representing a team in 45 years of history on there. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah. 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 Have fun. And we're also just like the people on the Air Force. If you see somebody um, having trouble, ask them if they need any help, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, from there and just uh, keep drinking, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> when I think, and writing, I keep drinking and writing. <laughs> I think you can learn a lot when you join a team because you're 
you're forced to do things that maybe you don't normally do when you're by yourself, meaning, you know, you have a little bit of an agenda, you know, you want to meet up with your team at the end of the day, those sorts of things, but also just like simple, like etiquette when you're in a crowded road full of bicyclists, like, you know, saying on your left or saying you're passing or saying you're stopping, like those things, when you're by yourself, you don't even think about. Well, some, a lot of our members, we, they do bike in groups. I am mm-hmm. one of those type of people I will go on my own pace and then I will join. If I see some, I will join them mm-hmm. for a little bit. But then I, I, I'll i stop all of a sudden. It's like, oh, I want to take a picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a photographer too. and uh, Or some people don't want to stop to eat or they don't want to stop to drink. I might want to. I may not want to. I always try to converse with other teams and other people uh, on there. And, and, and of course, with our team, too, because it feels more, I, I wouldn't say safe, but I, I it's like the safety of a, of a group. Like, we're all family, basically. When you yeah. join our team, it's basically family. So it's like, oh, OK, I'm I'm with company. I'm, I'm relaxed. I could relax now. Sometimes they know what I want before I even open my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, and that's kind of the fun of it is because, like you said, you can go off on your own, do your, you know, photography or run into friends that maybe you only see once a year. But then when you're ready to be with a group, you just look for your jerseys and be like, all right, there they are. I'm going to go hang out with them for a while. So it's pretty yeah. cool. Oh. I, I think teams are a value. Yeah, You don't realize what you're missing. I mean, some people go on the charters, some people like uh, they go solo on there and rough it out. But it's always nice to know that there are, there are others like you on the same team on there. Uh, it's a it's a kind of a weird experience after being on tears with like with a charter company. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just remember I would get I would get back to the camp and I would try to socialize, but people just wanted to be on their own, mm, you know, sure. or uh, on there. And, and one thing nice about a group, you know, uh, everyone has their agenda when they're on there. Some people want to relax and, or go to bed early. Some people will party till the end of the night. Mm-hmm. You have options. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah. On there, we have some team members. I know like Ragbro is supposed to end at six o'clock. It should be in the overnight towns by six o'clock. Mm-hmm. We have some members uh, that like to be with the baggers and those are still behind mm-hmm. and don't come into like 10 or midnight. Mm-hmm. And um, I made it a ritual. That's the one thing about groups. You can start doing rituals. <laughs> <laughs> I, I try to do a ritual of one night where I stay out late to go and make yeah. it to camp late. Yeah. So I want the full experience of Ragbri. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And um, you never, and it doesn't hurt to have somebody in line and say, what do you want? I'll get it for you. Yeah. If they, if you always know, if you always get the same thing, you can just, as soon as somebody sees you, they can place your order. Yeah. (laughs) So, or, but my main thing too, Yeah. I am terrible with directions. Uh, (laughs) When I get into the host town, I have no clue where North, South, East or West is. Oh, right. When I see one of our jerseys, it's like, oh, uh, okay. That's where my safety thing comes in. It's like, Thank goodness. I'm going to make I, it. I found somebody. Because, so. <laughs> you know, our phones don't work on rank by yeah, a lot of times. Small so. towns. I know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, good. So, well, strength in numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Being part of a team, I think there's a lot of value in it. And it sounds like the Tall Dog Bike Club has been around long enough to know how to do things right at this point. It's pretty cool. I'm glad I got to meet somebody from the team. 
Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, any, anything you want to like plug as far as maybe a passion or donations or organizations that you're part of? Well, the one thing is, like I said, I'm a photographer and I've been, I'm being told by a lot of people to, I need to do something with my pictures. Mm. Uh, I do have a friend. He lives half the time in New York, half the time in Iowa. He says he would like to put it in a gallery. It's like, wow, really? (laughs) It's like, (laughs) I thought he was joking, but he's not joking. So It'd be kind of nice, especially I try to show the human aspect of a rag bra. Yeah. And even biking, it's not just about me taking selfies. And, I, and I'm also good at taking pictures of trying to make Des Moines and wherever the biking scene is look very pleasing mm-hmm. on there. Uh, another thing our group does is uh, we're trying to raise money. We were supposed to try to raise money for the, uh, I'm trying to make sure I don't destroy their names. Uh, John Karras and Donna Call. Yeah, um, the, the the originators of Rag Rye mm-hmm. are trying to raise money for their statue, yeah. to place their statue in the park in Waterworks Park. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure where that's going at the moment on there. We have one member of our team named Jamie. I for, I apologize, Jamie, if you're listening to this, but I totally forgot the name of your uh, organization that she's in. But uh, every Thursday in Des Moines, they give out free burritos to the homeless. Oh. They bike out there and they she helps them. So some members of our team they we donate money so that or our time so we could help out those in need too. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, Kenneth. And also, also because I'm I'm out of work as a bartender, if you ever see me on the trails, I mean, a free beer, (laughs) a free shot here and there, it doesn't hurt, you know. Perfect, yeah. Well, they've been doing that to me anyway, and I I try to repay them back too, so. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, if you see Kenneth out on the trails, make sure you have a cold one for him. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kenneth, thank you so much for being on the podcast and um, sharing, you know, a little bit about you and also about the Tall Dog Bike Club. And hopefully um, we have some group rides coming up in the future and we can see all the teams. Depending on how the uh, situation will be by the end of July, uh, some teams like ours, we're going to have a three day weekend. Mm. We will have one designated point and see where we can bike from out of there and just come back and there's a bar there called the Nighthawk. It's mm-hmm. a very popular bar uh, for our team. Um, we just go there. I've heard from other teams like Team Medium Pace and some others that they're thinking about doing um, somewhere in the state of Iowa too. Mm-hmm. So um, hopefully we'll hear more about it. And I know like Ragbri said that they will try to do some mini rides yeah. for us. Uh, release some of our rag ride tension. Yes. Yeah. We, yeah, we definitely need to do that. So yeah, good. Well, we'll all keep, uh, keep our eyes out on social media and uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. Thank you very much, Callie. Mm-hmm. Well, listeners, that's it for this week. A big thanks to Kenneth for sharing some great stories about cycling with the Tall Dog Bike Club. Makes me miss Ragbri a little more than usual. You can check out morphologypodcast.com for more of my interviews with adventurous cyclists. And for now, I leave you with this quote from the unwritten book of morphology. This quote comes from Sullivan's Observation. If you rely on Murphy's Law, everything will go as planned, but don't count on it. Think about it.
again for listening. Let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review. They really help us out a lot and help others find the show. For more information, check out justgobike.net. The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer. Brian Powers is the show's producer, and the Just Go Bike podcast is brought to you by the Des Moines Register, a part of the USA Today Network.